Hi, I'm Shona, your host of the Untamed Souls podcast. I'm a healing facilitator, magic creator, and all-round untamed woman. If you're interested in learning all about the universe, healing, magic, and so much more, then this is the podcast for you. So sit back, get out your journals, and let's dive in. Hello, my lovely people, and welcome to this episode. I'm coming at you from my grandma's house on a Sunday because I didn't feel like recording a podcast on Friday or Saturday. So here we are on a Saturday. Wait, Sunday. (laughs) With that, I'm going to start off by talking about self-trust because back in the day, I if I had a something like this to do and Friday was my day to do it and I didn't do it on Friday, I would like lose my mind because if I didn't do it then, I'm never going to get it done. And I had that belief about myself, like if I don't do it now, I'm never going to do it. And that was a huge, huge lack of self-trust. I didn't trust myself to do the things that I wanted to do or I felt I had to do. And it ha- it came up in food as well. Uh, same with money. I had a lot of like I didn't trust myself with money. I didn't trust myself with food. And I don't know if this like resonates with anyone, but like it's it's all just trust. You don't have like sure, you have a bad relationship with food, but like also you don't trust yourself with food. So it's kind of like really finding what's you and what's like where where your trust comes into this situation. So for me, uh whenever I would do like a, uh, in quotation marks, diet, um, I would like just really be hard on myself for about three days or however long or even just a day. I'd go hard and do like all the things like barely eat and only eat leaves and whatnot. And then I'd give up because I didn't trust it. Like A, it was too hard and my body was not, that it was just not healthy. But I had that belief that, I can't follow through with these things. I can't follow through because I don't trust myself to follow through. And like if it was something healthy that I was doing, like if I was doing it in a healthy way, then I with that mindset, I still would have just given up because it was like I don't trust myself. Like I don't I can't do it. It's too hard. And that's a lack of self-trust because and self-belief because I didn't believe in myself enough to trust that I would do the things that I wanted to do. So, for example, the past two weeks, I've been doing a hormonal reset program. Um, so it's it's been tough. Um, and the first couple of days, a lot of my like disordered eating patterns came up. Um, but I was able to acknowledge them and be like, hey, I don't believe this anymore. Like I'm safe to eat um, and all of that. So I had I was aware of it and I knew that it could come up. So one of the reasons that I did, so the three reasons that I did um, this hormonal reset was for anti-inflammatory to reduce pain, to see if it would help, um, to improve my menstrual cycle and for discipline because I wanted to prove to myself that I am disciplined because I've spent my whole life believing that, oh, I'm not disciplined enough to do these things or I don't have the discipline or I can't do this because I'm not disciplined. But I wanted to do this because I wanted to prove to myself. I wanted to give myself the evidence that I am disciplined, that I can be disciplined. So that's why I went ahead with this, even with the the risks of going into 
disordered eating patterns, I I trusted myself to look after myself enough because I am an adult. I am my own parent. I am my own best parent. And so I trusted myself to really just look after myself and nourish myself during this time. And sure, there's probably places that I could have improved upon, but I've done it. And like, I'm on day 13, so I've got one more day. And like, I'm so, so proud of myself and how far I've come because I've just proved that, proven that even with all, like I had last weekend, I had parties that I went to. So there was pizza all over the place. There was all this yummy food that I couldn't eat. We went out for dinner on Sunday and all I could have was like a chicken soup. Yeah. And I had all those temptations in front of me, all those moments where I was like, I just want to eat this stuff. It looks so good. It just smells so good. And I had all those opportunities where I could have caved, where I could have just like grabbed it and eaten, but I didn't. And I'm so proud of myself for how far I've come in this journey. And like, if you have a poor uh, relationship with food or if you're mental, like if you're not completely in the best space around diets and foods and stuff, I wouldn't recommend doing this. Like I knew what I was doing. Like I was well prepared when I came into it. Like I knew my patterning. I've looked into my patterning around food. I've done a lot of work around it to get to the place where I am now. And sure, I still have a long way to go, um, which has shown up in this um, situation but I've come a long way too so I'm like in that just over the middle ground where it's like yeah I'm I'm really good with food like I still have those beliefs where it's like oh this is bad food I shouldn't eat this and all that and like sometimes there is bad food but and like I shouldn't eat it and I still do go through phases of just like mindlessly eating and stuff but that's okay I, um, I've chosen to go for like, uh, I've been eating intuitively except for the past two weeks for about two years now. So it's just eat what feels good, what nourishes me and just taking away any charge around food. So food has no control, no emotional control over me at all whatsoever. There is no like, oh, if I eat this, I have to work out. There's, oh, if I eat this, I'm going to be satisfied and I'm going to be so happy because food is so delicious. And it's like, it's not a treat and reward system. Food is just a basic human need that I need to eat. Yeah, so this was not where I was expecting this episode to go, but here we are. Yeah, so if you are in a place where you, you're not comfortable with food, you're trying, to, you're trying all the diets, you're eating all the healthy food, even if it tastes like crap, and like you're making all these like healthy desserts that are like chia seeds and they just taste like dirt. Because trust me, I've been there. You're not alone at all. You are definitely not alone. I have been there. I have been you. Um, but just really allowing yourself to like stop controlling it, just let go of food altogether. There's no charge behind food. And like, sure, for the first little bit, you're going to, you might overeat and you might just like indulge a lot, but it's because your body is so used to being deprived of food and being held back from food that now it's like, oh, I can eat everything. So I'm going to eat everything because what if we go through another phase of not being able to eat? And eventually you will slowly like, uh, stable out and it'll it won't be as like so desperate to eat you won't be as like you won't really you'll begin to not think about it and look 
I'm just going to say like, this is my experience. I am not a healthcare professional. I am not a nutritionist or anything. This is all my experience and what I've learned through my own trial and error and going through, through my own shit. So take what works for you and what doesn't and don't be so like, I, this has to work for me because it works for someone else. No, be really, really gentle on yourself, really compassionate to yourself. Treat yourself like your your own child and just like take baby steps. It's okay. It's safe. Wherever you are at in your journey, you are completely and totally safe. So going back to self-trust <laughs> where we started, today I really realized that I didn't trust myself at all like I didn't trust myself to make decisions I didn't trust myself with money I didn't trust myself with food I didn't trust myself to get anything done there was just so much lack of self-trust that I had and it was because like I didn't value myself and I didn't like I didn't think I could do it I had that like I didn't believe in myself I didn't trust myself and I didn't love myself I think the big three I didn't I was all like in the the red zone for them um And so by not believing in myself, I didn't believe I could do it. I didn't believe that I could get my homework done over a span of time. I had to do it all at once or else I'd never do it. Or yeah, we'll go with homework. So, And then because of that belief, I started to not trust myself. And like I believed that I couldn't do it. So I didn't trust myself to do it, even though I could. So it all comes from that one like limiting belief that like I can't do it all at once. Uh, Sorry, I can't do it over a span of time. I have to do it at once or else I'm not going to do it at all. So I had that belief and that from that belief stemmed the lack of trust because I didn't trust myself to do it because I believed I couldn't. And then then there's just self-love. Like I just didn't love myself, but yeah, (laughs) that's a whole different story. Um. Yeah, so it's taken me a long time to get to this point where it's like, even if I don't do it now, I know I'll do it later because I trust myself to do it later and I, I've i removed that belief from my brain. It's like my brain, I've retrained my brain to believe that I can do anything at any time. I always have the energy. I always have the time to do what I want to do. Um, time is abundance. I have abundant energy. Like I can do whatever I want to do pretty much. I've shifted my belief from like, oh, I can't do it to I can do it. And that's really, really helped in boosting my self-trust. And with shifting that belief, you need to give your body evidence. You need to give your brain evidence that this belief is true. So by doing a little bit of homework each night, even though you believe you couldn't, by doing it a little bit each time, you start to build that evidence and that you build that trust in yourself. So Today I um I did some I put the washing on, cleaned the kitchen, then I had a break. Then I put the washing out, had a break, then I vacuumed and then I had a break and now I'm podcasting and then I'll have a break. So I didn't believe I had that I had the belief that I had to do it all at once or else I wasn't going to do it. But then I just get tired and overwhelmed and I'm like, "Oh, I don't want to do anything. I just want to just go to bed. I don't want to do anything at all." And really Allowing myself that space and that trial and error time to prove that I can do it, that I can have breaks and still get back into it, that 
just because I'm having a break now doesn't mean I'm not going to get back into it. It's not like having a break means you lose momentum. Having a break doesn't mean you're going to lose momentum. It just means you're going to recharge your energy. And today I've just been feeling really low on energy. Like I've had a huge energetic uh, weekend with breath work and meditation and all that and like doing a lot of internal work. So I'm like really tired and just like low on energy. And so really honoring that and giving myself the grace to do it in my own time instead of doing it on my overachievers timeline, which I think is really just that's where you come to like a mutual trust and a mutual love for yourself because it's like, okay, I see you where you are, not where I want you to be. And it's the same for anyone else. Like you meet your friends where they are. You're not like, you don't come out for dinner with someone expecting them to be like high on life and then get mad at them when they've had a shit day. You just like meet them where they're at. Like, oh, you've had a shit day. Okay, we'll just have a slow night. We'll just... Do you need to talk about it? Do you need the space? What? What? How can I make this time better for you? And you like meet them where they are. But a lot of the time with ourselves, we're like, why aren't I working at 100% energy all the time? Like, why am I not doing everything? And especially for women, because we are cyclical beings. So the first two weeks of your cycle, you've got more energy. There's, It's like you've got more space to do it. Each week has a different thing, but it's kind of like the first two weeks is like the come up and the to the peak of energy when you're ovulating and you're like sexy and flowy and energetic and everything. And then the next two weeks is kind of the come down into your period and that kind of stuff. So when you need to really slow down and honor yourself and rest. So we can't work at 100% all the time. We literally, our bodies physically can't do it. So really honoring yourself in that and just accepting where you're at each day. And each day it could change and each hour it could change. Like maybe... Maybe today you were really energetic in the morning and then you just crashed at night. And then tomorrow you're like so tired in the morning, but you have so much energy at night. And just really honoring that that's just how you are. You don't have to change it. Just use it to your best ability. And like tomorrow morning when you're so tired, just allow yourself to rest and just allow yourself to just sit and do what feels good. Because if you do what feels good first then you're going to have more energy and more excitement to do what don't like your chores or whatever you don't particularly want to do. And that's it's it's a lot better than using the reward system. So like using like oh if I get all my chores done then I can paint or then I can rest or then I can have a snack. Don't use the reward system because if you're going to do like because when you're doing the chore with like that reward in mind, you're either going to half-ass it or you're just going to get frustrated and be like, I just want to eat the cookie now. But if you have the cookie beforehand and you're like, oh, I'm happy now. And it's like, I'm in a good mood. So I'm going to vacuum and dance at the same time. Or if you paint first, then you've, you're like in that flow and like, yeah, like life feels good. I've just painted. I'm feeling good. And then it's like, all right, I'm going to clean the house now because like, sure, it's a chore. You have to do it. But like, you'll be in a better mood to do so. 
So some easy tips to begin like trusting yourself and building that momentum and the evidence that you are capable of doing things. I would recommend (laughs) just doing little things. So what's something that you don't want to do? Make it something really small and then just doing it anyway. Or something that you believe you can't do and giving it a shot and practicing So like taking little steps to prove yourself wrong will eventually become your right. And just like with food, if you're having problems, I'd recommend letting go of diet culture completely. Just let go of that bullshit because like it's not the best. So yeah, just letting go and only eating things that like feel good. So feel into your chest or your tummy or wherever you make decisions from and be like, What feels good to eat today? Does scrambled eggs for breakfast feel good or does porridge feel good or does toast feel good? What feels good to eat right now? And then go with the one that feels best. And sometimes like give yourself two options and then just like play elimination. So like does toast feel good or does porridge feel good? Okay, neither. What about eggs or pancakes? And yeah, eggs feel good to eat today. And just really trusting that Your body knows what's best. And sometimes you could get it wrong. And that's okay. That's all a part of the learning process. That's all how we learn to do new things. Um, Yeah. And by doing these little practices and by really stepping into like changing your beliefs and trying to prove yourself wrong so you can become right... That's really, that's showing up for yourself. Like that's giving you the space to be like, hey, I'm looking after myself really well at the moment. I'm listening to my body. I'm asking what it wants, not what my brain wants me to eat, what not what my patterning wants me to eat, not what I always eat. I'm eating what I genuinely want. And when you kind of let go of everything, everything just falls into place and it becomes easy and flowy. It gets to be easy and it gets to be fun. It gets to be pleasurable. It gets to be everything that you want it to be. So just really allow yourself to trust that your body knows how to look after you. Your body knows best. It literally does. Like it can keep us alive without us having to think about it. So really trusting into your body because it all it wants to do is keep you alive. It wants to keep you safe. So by trusting it and listening to it, that's what it's going to do. And this could mean putting on weight. It could mean losing weight. It could be whatever. And again, like I'm not a doctor. I'm not a nutritionist. These are just things that have helped me with my like giving up the diet culture, just letting go of all the things that I used to put myself through. This is all my experience and these are all just things that helped me and I would hope that they might help someone so that's why I'm saying them not to give you like the solution to all your problems just to give you ideas and to open your mind that it doesn't have to be like this and it doesn't you can change your life at any moment in time you are so worthy to do so and you are so safe to do so and just really listening to your body and this goes for spending money as well because what I learned was my relationship was with food was very similar to my relationship with money. So I was like constrictive with my diet. I couldn't eat these things. They're not safe. I had to like, I can't like eat these things. And then I just like give up and be like, oh, I'm just going to eat this whole cake right now by myself because like it's all too hard. And it was the same with money. Like 
I'd be like, oh, save, 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 don't spend, don't spend, don't spend. That was like that constrictive relationship. I was like trying to keep it so close to me. But then I'd just get to a point where it's like, I just want to buy everything. And I'd buy things that I didn't need, that I didn't want. I'd just spend for the sake of spending because I'd been saving so much and I'd been constricting myself so much. So if you're like really looking at that, I found it super interesting and I hope other people will too because like, I literally never made the the connection of like my relationship with money resembles my relationship with food. And so when I started to ease up on my relationship with food and like got into a better relationship with my food and trust that my I can like trust that all food is good for me that all like yeah all food is safe to eat and that I don't have to deprive myself of all these things. That's when my money relationship got to a point where it's like, oh I can spend money and still have money. Like the more I spend, the more I receive. Like those kinds of things. Like I I loosened up the grip on both of my relationships. And when I did that, it all just was like easy and flowy and safe. It became so safe that like, and sure, there's still times with my money where I'm like, oh, I don't have money. I'm I'm broke. I'm going to run out of money and stuff. But I trust myself and I trust the universe so so completely that like that's not going to happen that's definitely not going to happen I always have more money than I need I always the more I spend the more I receive like those I always have more money than I I need and that's just what's safe for me um finding your own money uh, affirmations and those kinds of things and just before you can go from like lack to abundance like having more than you can like more than you can even imagine before you can jump to that level you have to accept where you're at now so you have to go from like that where you are now which may be like oh I don't have enough money like I can't make money and then it goes to oh money I have money I have money like I'm safe with money money is safe with me like and just you have to get to a point of like the middle ground before you can get to abundance. You can't go from lack to abundance. You you go from lack to acceptance and like, oh yeah, this is cool, to then abundance. And it's the same with food as well. Um, you can't go from like, I can't eat anything to, oh, I can just eat everything. Like you go, it, it's all slow. It's all a slow process. And like, if you're going to rush it, you're just going to fall back. Like you need to take slow steps to reprogram your brain, to reprogram how you live. And like the patterns, like especially with eating, like we eat so without thinking and those like habits, those habit eatings, that's where we get stuck. And it's like, oh, I just want to keep eating. And then you like every time you walk into the kitchen, it's like, oh, I'm going to have a chocolate or oh, I'm going to have a snack. And then it's like catching yourself like, do I really want a snack right now or am I just eating it because it's there? And then when you start to acknowledge that, that's when you like, oh, actually, you you more so think about what you're eating. You think when you're eating and you're more conscious of it all. Yeah. So just take baby steps. You don't have to go from zero to 100 right now. Go zero to one to one to two and just really take it slow. There's no rush. You have all the time in the world. You have your whole lifetime to do this. And the less you like focus on it, the less you think about it all. And the more you just kind of do it slowly and steadily, the quicker you'll get the results. It's literally like a watch kettle never boils. Like the more you watch your food cook, the longer it takes. But the more you just like, 
okay, I'm just going to do this today and then I'll do that. To, like just taking those baby steps and not focusing on them, not giving them your whole like attention whilst you're doing it or whilst you're planning it. And at the start, you will. You'll be like, oh, this doesn't feel right. So you'd have to give all your brain power to it to do the thing that you're doing. So like it takes time, but it's so, so worth it. And the more you trust yourself and the more you just let go, I feel like it's easier to let go and then you'll realize that you can always catch yourself. You can always catch yourself. So yeah, just really surrender to yourself, surrender to the universe because that's where the self-trust comes from. And it's the same, so with the going zero to 100, it's the same with self-love. You can't go from self-hate to self-love. You have to go from self-hate to self-acceptance to self-love. And that's okay. If you're in a point of like self-acceptance, that's incredible. That is amazing. Like, oh my gosh, I'm so proud of you. Like if you get from self-hate to self-acceptance, wow, you've done so much. You've come so far. And that's what I had to do because I hate, like I hated my body. I, I just hated everything and I was so disconnected from everything. So I kind of like accepted where I was at. And I started accepting, oh, so this is what I look like. This is, I, I don't like that about me, but I, I accept that it's there. I accept that it's a part of me. And the more I just like accepted these things that I wasn't fond of or that I hated, the more I was like able to love them. So like I accepted it and then I was like, okay, well, I don't, some things I don't love about myself, but I just accept them and they are what they are. And I just don't think about them anymore. I don't care about them anymore. So it's kind of like, you don't have to love everything about yourself. You can just accept yourself as you are and then forget about it and move on and focus on the things that you do love about yourself. And shifting your perception from self-hate to self-love is such a powerful thing to just really amp up your life and just to like everything falls into place and it all gets to be easy. The m when you're in a place of self-hate, sure, it may feel easy, but it's not easy. You're like moving against the grain of how you want to be and like how the world wants you to be. So moving out of that into self-acceptance, it gets to be easier. And then when you move out of self-acceptance to self-love, then it's like, oh, this is just like you don't even think about it. It's just easy. It's flowy. Whereas self-hate, you're looking in the mirror like, ill, disgusting, ill, 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 or whatever. Self-acceptance is like, all right, it is what it is. And then self-love is like, nice. I love you. And like, sometimes you don't even, you don't even have to say it in the mirror. You're just like, yeah, that's me. I love this being that I am. I don't really care about the external parts of me. I care about the internal parts of me. And I love my personality. I love who I am. I love the work that I'm putting in myself. I love how far I've come. I'm so proud of myself. I'm so grateful for who I am. And it's, yeah, it's a long journey and it's a hard journey, but it's such a worthy journey. It's so important to get from self-hate to self-acceptance to self-love. It's so, so beneficial. It's so lovely. It's amazing. So I think I'm going to wrap it up there. Just a quick one for today talking about like self-love, self-trust. And yeah, again, I'm not a doctor. I'm not a nutrition, a nutrition professionalist. These are all my experiences. This is all what I've learned through doing the work on myself. And I feel it would be beneficial for other people to hear someone else's experience. I know it would be helpful 
to me to be like, oh, that's an idea that I could try. So I hope that it would be the same to you. You don't have to take it on. If you don't believe it, just that's fine. If Or if it doesn't work for you, that's also fine. Just find the things that work for you. I'm just here to give you more ideas and to tell you what I've done. So yeah, sending you all of the love and I hope you have a wonderful day. And thank you so much for listening. I love you all so, so much. A boy.